So yeah, we did the Narcan training on November 10th. So what Narcan is, is essentially a delivery system for a drug called naloxone, which is an opiate antagonist. If the opioid receptors in the brain are saturated, the Narcan naloxone will kick out, I put in air quotes, kick out uh, the narcotic and replace it. Naloxone has the capacity to sit in the receptor sites for like 20 to 90 minutes after which the naloxone will sort of drift out of those receptor sites and the narcotics will drift back in and re-induce intoxication. So the person will nod out again. Fentanyl is 50 to 100 times stronger than morphine and tolerance is achieved more quickly than it is with heroin because the psychoactive effect, although intense, is not as prolonged. Users will often combine fentanyl with benzos and alcohol intentionally, but now pressed pills, which are presumed to be pure, also contain fentanyl. I mean, essentially everything does, or it, it can. Sounds great. Yeah, it's fucking, I mean, like, I have said this before, I cut this out of the pod the last time I talked about it because it was fucking depressing, but like, a lot of people have died. That it, I've personally gotten acquainted with a lot of addicts that just couldn't get clean, couldn't stay clean, and they're dead now. And uh, fentanyl has played a significant part in that, but... I'm not going to get like mad at, you know, fentanyl. It's it's addiction. It sucks. Um, I have notes in here about Suboxone. My cats are running around again. Suboxone is uh, different from Narcan. It's like a longer term. It's a combination of an opioid blocker and a partial agonist. So it's extremely difficult to overdose on, but it also prevents, in most cases, somebody from getting intoxicated enough to like die so it's often prescribed as a buffer, quote unquote buffer, particularly for people who are like transitioning out of a prison cell or detox, but it is different from Narcan. So signs of an overdose, an opiate overdose, somebody might have cold or blue lips and fingers, faint or absent or suppressed breathing, and there's something called a death rattle, which basically indicates that the person's central nervous system isn't working properly. So if you hear a rattling sound from somebody who is attempting to breathe, that is indicative of an overdose. If you want to attempt to revive to someone who might be overdosing, after, you know, pat them a little bit, make sure they're like, you know, alive, responsive. If not, you can try a sternum rub, which is you firmly massage your knuckles in the center of the chest to try and elicit a response. Because that's like, as humans, we have like a natural reflex we will try and defend ourselves. So if somebody's nodding out most of the time, that'll bring them back to consciousness. If that does not elicit a response, that's when it's time to fucking whip out the Narcan. So you want to remove it from the package and the administration directions are on that package. First step is you hold the device with your thumb on the bottom of the red plunger and two fingers on the nozzle, like one on either side. Place and hold the tip of the nozzle inside either nostril. You get to choose the nostril. That's the fun part. <laughs> Until your fingers touch the bottom of the patient's nose. And then the last step is press the red plunger firmly. <laughs> and that'll release the full dose into the nostril. And then after you administer the Narcan, you're probably going to want to attempt rescue breathing. And that will facilitate circulation of the drug throughout someone's uh, respiratory system. So to do that, you're going to lay the patient flat, tilt their head back, and ensure that the airways are clear. 
same thing, you know, it's like CPR. Inhale directly into the person's mouth. You should be able to see their chest rise in response if you're doing it properly. And you can use a cloth barrier, like a shirt or whatever, to prevent direct contact if you're worried about that. Continue to do that. And then I would say give it two or three minutes. Look for signs of overdose reversal. And if you don't see any signs of overdose reversal, if it doesn't seem like the person is returning to consciousness, um, you can administer a second Narcan dose in the other nostril. So, I mean, it's a choose your own adventure, but your options become more limited uh, if (laughs) it's contingent upon if the person is dying or not. Um, I would say, I don't want to say like call the cops. If there's a, a, a way to to summon emergency services where you explicitly get a medical team where you can get EMS, do that. The guy who did our training said that Massachusetts has a good Samaritan law, where especially now that overdoses are happening to more and more like white people, you are supposed to be free from the threat of being arrested if emergency services is trying to save your life. But yeah, if you can, you know, <laughs> you can make some attempt to to ensure that the person you're trying to help will not be arrested. Yeah, why not do that? I double-checked, and I don't think that the Boston Emergency Services team or BEST actually helps with overdoses. But, you know, if you've got, if you've got a strategy, use it. Thank you, Hubba. All right, I got a couple more points here. They have a standing order for Narcan in Massachusetts. So you can go into any pharmacy and ask for it. And if you have mass health, they will pay for it. Mm. Narcan is unique in that it is a prescription drug, but the prescription is not for the individual who holds the Narcan. And you probably won't have a problem if you ask for it. But if they ask why, just say like, I live in an area where a lot of people struggle with addiction and I just want to, you know, keep some in my purse or whatever to be safe. Check the back of the Narcan container for an expiration date. We were struggling with this. Like we were trying to figure out as a working group if Narcan expires as it is listed. And I was very suspicious. I suspected that uh, there there was some attempt to get people to purchase more than necessary because they were throwing out non-expired Narcan early. And that does appear to be the case. So the time from manufacture date to expiration date it must be proven to be good for twice that length of time. So you should be able to to keep Narcan for a couple of years if it's stored in a temperature-stable environment. I presume room temperature is the stable temperature. Uh, Depends on the see, room. like, this is the shit that, you know, we, we're... This is stuff that, like, we're not going to actually be able to know because it's in the manufacturer's interest to kind of keep people in the dark about that so that they buy more. But um, it seems that if you, you know, if you keep it so long as the temperature doesn't fluctuate too much, it should still be good. The needle exchange, A Hope at 774 Mass Ave, Mass Ave at Albany, gives out like clean kits, needles, and free Narcan for anybody who might be interested. And the last point is be aware that like if you Narcan somebody, they're probably going to be disoriented and uncomfortable uh, when they come out of the overdose. They might. I mean, Mm. probably not. But Narcan, essentially what it does is it induces like immediate withdrawals. So some people, especially if they have a, I don't want to say a death wish, but if somebody's life is as it is with many 
people who struggle with addiction, if it surrounds the idea of staying high, staying intoxicated as long as possible, it's going to be really uncomfortable for somebody to get hit with withdrawals. So if they're distressed or whatever, that's why. So if you can be sympathetic to that, that would be sweet. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Folks, go out and get some Narcan. You know, keep each other safe. Yeah, you can go to the any pharmacy and ask for it, and they are supposed to give it to you. You may be limited on how many you can get at once, but apparently you can sometimes just go leave and then go back to the same pharmacy the next day and get more. <laughs> okay, here's the deal. Here's the deal. If you have mass health, you can get it for free. Uh, if you have a different insurance, you may have a copay. If you pay in cash, you will probably be paying $60 to $100 each. Oof. So probably try to get it through insurance if you can. I have mass health, so I need to just take as much advantage as I can. <laughs> I keep forgetting to get some. But next time I'm at Ooh. the pharmacy, that's what I'm going to do. I don't know how that's going to sound in post, but I believe I heard most of what you said. It might sound weird, folks, okay? It's going to be yeah. a rough episode. Sorry, guys. If it's weird, fucking... It's been an interesting one. Deal with it. Da-da-da-da.